now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the professor. Christian, Nate, good evening. Welcome back to our first podcast, not of the year, but that we are recording in 2024. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year. It's uh, the best time of the year because, look, fantasy season was great. I loved it. Look, I got a couple championships under my belt this year. It's great. But now we get into playoff football uh, in the NFL. We get into draft season, which is really my favorite time of the year, Mike. So this is, you know, I understand that setting your lineups is important. And it is. Of course, you have to set your lineup every week. But some could argue this is the most important time of the year. This is when the roster construction really starts. Now, week 18 is still here. Um, maybe you have a league that plays a week 18 championship. We don't leave shame here at the Dynasty Rewind. We don't do that because whatever makes you happy, whatever type of league you, league you want to play in, if you want to do a standard scoring league on Flea Flicker, like you're the Fantasy Gazette, <laughs> um, you go right ahead and do that. But this is where it's important. You're going to start building your rosters once those trade deadlines open back up. Let's get to it. And Nate, what is one position that we like to build around the most here at the Dynasty Rewind? Wide receivers, Mike, because wide, wide receivers. receivers. Yes, because they matter. They hold their value, and their shelf life is a lot longer. So today, Nate and I are going to discuss wide receivers to build around in 2024 and how we're going to get them on your roster. That's the important thing. And, of course, you could draft some of these guys, too, if you're doing it from a startup. But, of course, we're going to talk about trading for them. We're not just going to do value, guys, either. We're going to go after some big names because it's important to have studs when you're building around this player. Right? Right. All right. So let's get into it, Nate. Who is the first wide receiver that you're building around? Yeah, one of the top guys that, you know, if we asked, if you asked me like a year ago, who's somebody you, you know, you want to build around at the wide receiver position, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. We are going into the draft season. He was the wide receiver one in a lot of our minds, you know, coming into the draft season throughout most of the draft season. And now we're through just about through his rookie year. He's put up 60 receptions, 614 yards, and four touchdowns. Okay. Jackson Smith and the Jigba playing behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, putting up a pretty solid rookie season. I know it's not incredible. The raw numbers are not there like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase's rookie season. But think about the players he's playing behind. The Seattle offense hasn't looked quite as great. Um, look, 10.2 yards per reception, 6.7 A dot, 6.0 yards after catch per reception. That's a really good number right there. He's creating lots of yards after the catch. So he's just being used you know, out of the slot position around the line of scrimmage right now. But look, Tyler Lockett, he might not be there next season. Look, he's under contract for two more years, but there's a potential out, and the Seahawks only have $4 million in cap space right now for 2024. Mm. If they trade or cut Lockett, they could open up $17 million in cap space, Mike, and they just drafted a wide receiver in the first round this year. That's a lot of money, and I would like to see what a Seattle Seahawks offense looks like with a fully healthy again Geno Smith, JSN, DK Metcalf. Be yeah. interesting. And look, if, if it's DK Metcalf and JSN, I feel really good about that duo right there. Look, DK Metcalf is on pace to finish with the lowest number of targets and receptions since his rookie year. He has 107 right now, his rookie year at 111. Um, and 
so as he, if he doesn't get a 17 receptions in week 18, he's not going to uh, be any better than second worst career year targets reception wise. Also, we'll finish with the highest of yards per reception as well as his A dot. So 17 yards per reception, 14.3 average depth of target. This means that DK Metcalf is being used more down the field, less often, but more more deeper down the field, opening up all that room for JSN down below. Look, we could see JSN be a little Amon Ross St. Brown next year. I think he's that got that kind of potential. That's the way we looked at him as a prospect. And I think he's shown us enough this year where if Tyler Lockett moves on, there's a huge ceiling for JSN. If Lockett's still there, I think JSN still is a good fantasy wide receiver. Obviously, it does cap him. We saw it this year. But I feel really confident that JSN would be surpassing Tyler Lockett next year with that second year. Um, you know, we see a lot of wide receivers really take that step up in that second year. So JSN, someone I'm definitely trying to buy right now and build around. And you can do it. You know, trade Debo Samuel. You can get JSN plus, um, you know, with the way the Debo has been playing. You know, people, yeah. are, like I've said, they, they're down on JSN. He's not the wide receiver one uh, out of the rookie class right now. Um, more so like the three, four, five, maybe, you know, depending on who you're talking to. Um, Mike, I want to ask you about this one. Would sure. you rather have JSN or Brandon Ayuk? Don't do this to me. I know. This one's tough, That's- right? Both is my answer. Can that be? Yeah. Can that be an answer? Because I honestly, if I could find a way to get them both on one roster, I'd like that. Um, man, there's, you know, there's a lot that goes into that because you look at the quarterback situation, we could say that uh, Purdy might have a better long-term future, but how many weapons are around Ayuk? There's yeah. more weapons, but Ayuk is still productive. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I might still want JSN. I think I he could potentially produce as much as Ayuk, and I think he could potentially be more affordable right now. Um, but they're both a great guy. Yeah. I want both. Honestly, if I could, I would. It's, it's a tough one. It's like whichever one you can get more on top of, right? Yeah. Just okay. about. Um, also, one other thing I want to throw out there is: Can you move Tank Dell right now for Jackson Smith and Jigba? And nothing against Tank Dell, but, you know, with him coming off the injury, if I can make a lateral move over to JSN, I'm more than happy to do that and willing to throw like a third on top of Tank Dell, a throw-in player, just to get a player that I know is healthy, uh, that I believe is a similar level, um, because Tank Dell has been really impressive in the time that he was playing, and he's connected with C.J. Stroud. So kind of a lateral move there, but something to take into account. Well, we have to also, oh my God, we also have to consider Tank Dell, you know, you got guys like John Mechie, might have a rebound in his third year, second year really playing. Uh, maybe Xavier Hutchinson next year takes a step up if they re-sign Dalton Schultz. Those are all potentially targets that could get taken away from Tank Dell. Um, Tyler Lockett, I'm, what? I'm more worried about Tank Dell just being the same age as T. Higgins. I realized that this week and it kind of blew my mind. I did see your tweet, yeah, and it feels like T. Higgins, well, it's, it's crazy, right? You're getting like three years of youth if you switch over to JSN. Uh, yeah. Tank Dell is 24 years old. Nico Collins is 24 years old. Higgins is 24 years old. I mean, not, not trying to knock Tank Dell at all. It's not a knock on him, but just, you know, hey, we play Dynasty. We care about age. We do. Remember that. Because some some players come into the league a little bit older than others. So that matters. And we're going to be seeing a lot of what I think now with the nil and stuff like that in college and uh, the new transfer rules, we're going to be seeing a lot more older prospects than what we as Dynasty players are accustomed to. So we kind of have to get away from the whole he's an older prospect because a lot of these prospects are going – to be older, except for Bucky Irving. <laughs> so, you know, um, what what are you what are your expectations here? Yeah, so like I said, you know, um, like Amon Ross St. Brownish, um, if with this offense, if DK Metcalf is kind of that down the field threat, um, you know, he's still obviously going to get his own. He's going to get you know 100 targets a season. 
um, if JSN even you know takes that next step up. But if JSN can pull in you know 100 to 120 targets himself and be the the target hog of that offense, he might have less yards and touchdowns at the end of the day than Metcalf. But he's if he's sitting there with that Amon Ross, St. Brown, Keenan Allen kind of stat line, I think you're going to be more than happy with that in PPR leagues. Yeah, I love it. I agree. I'm all in on this one. And you keep comparing him to Amon Ross, St. Brown, so. I'm just going to go ahead and build around Detroit Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown. For the fantasy season, he finished his wide receiver three. Nate, not bad for a fourth-round pick, right? Good. He's averaging 20.2 fantasy points per game in PPR formats. I should put that out there. So there has been receiving competition added that you think would hurt him. Sam Laporta, fantastic season. Jameson Williams, although he did miss some time, still there. Um, Josh Reynolds. Still took some targets. A bunch of other guys, Khalif Raymond, still kicking around. But it just hasn't slowed him down. He is the de facto number one. He has a great rapport with Jared Goff. And check this out, Nate. He has increased his yardage total every year in the league from 912 to 1,161 and 1,281 so far this year. I don't know if he's going to play week 18 or not. Maybe. I don't know. So right now we're acquiring a player in his prime. And he's not going to lose you points either. He only has one career fumble. That's something that we worry about. Fumbles, interceptions for quarterbacks. But he only has one. That's fine. Ten career drops. And he only has a 3.1% drop percentage on his career. That's pretty impressive. So, Oh, and by the way, like T. Higgins, he's only 24, Nate. So he's still young. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's especially said when we're talking about, oh, I'm going to compete. I have to buy an aging aging prospect right we we always see people saying like things like that pay a little more get a younger prospect that you could still have on your team four years to come yeah i see it um wide receiver four on keep trade cut the 11th overall player on keep trade cut right now um his value is still high though nate you're gonna have to pay up he's valued right around guys like cmc aj brown in an early 24 first um, I would try to not pay an early 24 first. I'd be okay with a mid 24 first start there. If I have to add to it, like, um, I mean, I think it takes more than just a single first. If I could start yeah. by adding like a third, maybe. Uh, you probably, for Amon Ross St. Brown, it's going to be like a mid first and a late first. I think that's what you're going to be looking at. Maybe, maybe I don't think you can really get away with a mid and an early second maybe like right around draft day if there's you're gonna say like the 105 106 there's some you know malik neighbors romo dunze there you might be able to get somebody to, to bite but i think it's what probably if, gonna take two first right now what if i added a player like a mid first and jahan dotson jahan dotson might be a hard guy to sell right now i know that's the problem he's this we were talking about him before the show he's disappointing what about if it was a player like george pickens pickens is pretty hot right now you know, yeah, pick isn't a first. I think it's the conversation maybe started. And who would you? I think you have to add something on top of that, though. Honestly, I, I mean, I I think you're gonna need Pickens at first and maybe like a mid second on top of that. Okay, all right, yeah. So you're paying up, but I mean, I'm sure you'd rather have. Yeah, I'll take RSP. Yeah, I'll take Amara St. Brown all day. And you know what? I think he's um he's your wide receiver one on your team for sure, and he could potentially push to be the wide receiver one. I mean, of course, it could be Jamar Chase. It could be Justin Jefferson. Why couldn't it be Amon Ross St. Brown? Wide receiver three this year. It's pretty good. You know what I mean? He's not slowing down anytime soon. He's been, he's also been relatively healthy throughout his career as well. Consistent, Very, very consistent. So uh, love me some Amon Ross St. Brown. Nate, I'm assuming you're all aboard as well. 
I am. I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. His production is, you know, pretty un, pretty much unmatched. He's up there with, you know, only a couple guys that have been so consistent with the, you know, upside swings to win you weeks and the youth. You know, he's obviously a top, top wide receiver in Dynasty. Um, 24 years old, loved the youth. And another player who's 24 years old who we've already talked about tonight, another player to build around, T. Higgins, Mike. Ooh, yeah, I love this. Yeah, I think T. Higgins is a good player right now to go by uh, a little low on value and build around for the future because look t higgins 24 years old like i just said he is a pending free agent and that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be in the Bengals. the Bengals could very well franchise tag him i don't think they're going to sign him to an extension i think they're probably going to keep jamar chase around if they have to choose one or the other uh, they just gave burrow a ton of money so i think higgins is probably going to be around one more year um, on the franchise tag but on the chance that he's not and even if he is kept on the Bengals, you know you got the 2025 free agent there T. Higgins on another team is going to be the wide receiver one for a team. He's going to be the alpha wide receiver for some team out there. You know, the Panthers were talking about how they need a wide receiver one of their team. T. Higgins fits that mold. That's Not saying team. my ideal landing spot for him is Carolina, but I, you know, he's going to go to a team where they're going to value him. They're going to give him $20, $25 million probably a year to go out there and be an alpha wide receiver. And there's no doubt that T. Higgins can do that. We've seen what he can do. Um, the past two years, not including the season, he had 2,500 yards between the two of them and 16 touchdowns. And that's playing with Jamar Chase across from him, who's you know obviously one of the best wide receivers in his own right. Look, he's had a down year this year, only 42 receptions, 656 yards, still got five touchdowns. He's always catching touchdowns. It's something he does consistently. But he's got, missed a couple games. The quarterback play has been bad this year. Burrow came into the season hurt. He couldn't even move around the pocket. And then he did end up getting hurt. The backup play from the quarterbacks has been Decent, uh, good at times, but still it's backup quarterbacks in an offense. It's an offense that you know can't stretch the defense. It's a it's a different team. You know, even if a backup quarterback plays well, it's an entirely different game plan than if they're out there starting Joe Burrow in a healthy offense. So, you know, T. Higgins obviously has been capped a little bit this year about that. But something I like to see about Higgins season so far, he has a career high 5.6 yards after the catch per reception. Um, he's never had over um like four and a half before in a season. So this is a really you know, big thing for him. You know, he's been used a little bit different because of the offense, but him being able to show that yards after catchability, which, you know, we've seen at times, but not consistently over the past couple of years, continuing to see him grow. I think T. Higgins is a stud and someone I want to get now while his value is a little bit low because I don't think in the offseason it's going up no matter what's happening. And yeah. Mike, I would love to move Drake London for T. Higgins. So would I. I think I can do that. I think I could probably do this straight up. If I need to add a third, I have no problem doing that. I, I understand why someone would argue for Drake London there. Um, he's a little bit younger than T Higgins. We've seen the talent with Drake London. I actually don't think Drake London is that far off talent wise to T Higgins, but the situation in the Falcons, we've talked about it uh, many, many times. Give me T Higgins who, you know, with Joe Burrow coming back next year, he should be fully healthy. We're going to see that offense or we'll see him on a team where he's the number one. And um, even if that's a team that doesn't pass the ball that much at worst, you just get Drake London again. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll move Drake London for T Higgins, Debo Samuel, another player I'm looking to move off of uh, right now and take advantage of his value being high. You might be able to get something on top of T Higgins for Debo um, because of how the 49ers have been playing, especially keep up with them through the playoffs. You know, make sure you use playoffs to your advantage. Some players get that playoff bump in value. You sell high during the playoffs. Uh, Mike, someone last year who had quite the playoff bump was a uh, sky Moore, and you could have done pretty well selling off of that bump. So. Sure. Yeah, I think that Debo is someone to watch there for that bump with how he's been doing at the end of the season. So yeah. my expectation for T Higgins, uh, you know, if he's on another team, 
I think he's got top 15 upside, um, you know, a wide receiver one. He can be um, in, in fantasy football in a season. If he's still in the Bengals, you know, I think he is kind of what we've seen. He's probably like a top 24 wide receiver, you know, say he can stay healthy and Joe Burr is back. You know, you still get that upside, which I still think is a good value right now for what you have to pay to get him. Yeah, I agree. I love this. Um, I think it's great. There's some uncertainty with where he's going to be next year, but like you said, no matter there's only a few places he could go where he wouldn't be the wide receiver one. Yeah. And still we've seen him function as the wide receiver two in an offense and be just fine. Um, minus this year, him being a little banged up, but still look at his numbers last year, still very, very good. Yeah. Now what I'm going to also need you to do is hang around for a second because we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And I'm going to get into my next player. That is Houston Texans wide receiver Nico Collins. Guys, you should have bought him before the season, like I told you. But he does have a great rapport with the future long-term starting quarterback. Hey, the Texans have a quarterback, finally. And they have really great wide receivers. Nico Collins is one of them, as is Tank Dell. Dalton Schultz is not a wide receiver, but he is a receiver. I don't know if he's going to be back. They should re-sign him, see if they can get him cheap. Keep that nucleus intact. All they need is a running back. Piece together a really, really good season. 71 catches, 1,102 yards, and seven touchdowns on 100 targets. That's pretty damn good. He's only going to be 25 when the 2024 season starts. So another guy who's still really young. He's wide receiver 22 and keep trade cut, the 52nd player overall. And he's finishing the fantasy season as wide receiver 18 on the season. He did miss some time. So you guys know, and he averaged 16.1 fantasy points per game. Boom. You got to love that. That's important. So right now, his value is around guys such as Drake London. If I could move Drake London in a third for him, I would do it. Um, Kenneth Walker the third, Rasheed Rice, and Rashad White. Nate, would you move Rasheed Rice for Nico Collins? You know, that's a pretty close one right there. I think that's really good value um, both ways. I think, oh man, you got me there. That's another good question. You know, uh, Rashi Rice was someone that I feel is accurately valued right now. And okay. that makes it hard for me to sell him because usually I love selling people who are overvalued. Right. But I, I think Rice is pretty uh, fairly valued right now because, look, there's no one else there to play wide receiver for the Chiefs that you can rely on. And he's been consistent uh, through the end of the season, especially ever since he got 90% snap count. So, uh, Rashi Rice, Nico Collins, it's a coin flip for me, you know, whichever one I can get a little bit more on top of, um, Rice, you know, being a little bit younger, it's got some upside, uh, but both these guys are going to be really good for the next couple of years. You know, I think top 30 wide receivers in dynasty. So, okay. Um, I would also consider moving a late 24 first for him. I mean, I don't think a second's going to, I know a second's not going to get it done for Nico Collins. Not by any means. I mean, you're not going to take a second for Nico Collins, are you? No. You're going to want more than that. You're going to want at least a first. Um, or you could do – sorry, go ahead. You might be able to like – you know, the this is the fun thing. It's January right now. It is. Happy January, my birthday month. <laughs> but come April, come May, you might be able to move the 201, the 202, the 203 for Nico Collins. You know, the thing about it is you have – when you get to the rookie draft, People, they want to get back into the draft because they need to get their guy. And you're right. That's when you can get guys like this cheaper. Yep. You know, because people still can't get Nico Collins' first two seasons out of their mind. Like, oh, he sucked for two years. The, the Texans also sucked for those two years. He was banged up, really inconsistent quarterback play. I'm still all in. 
And you know what? I think he can push to be a wide receiver one. It would be low end, most likely a high end wide receiver two. Still, yeah, you could build a team around, but he could possibly be your wide receiver one overall. If you have another wide receiver two and you have really good, strong running back room, some good quarterbacks, maybe you got uh, the tight end one and Sam Laporta, you're going to get by just fine. Hey, it doesn't have to be pretty. Just has to be victorious. Nate, do you agree or disagree? Uh, yeah, I, I love Nico Collins. I have him in a couple places myself. Thanks to you, Mike. And, uh, you know, I want Tank Dell. I want Nico Collins. Whoever I can get, you know, with those two wide receivers catching the ball from CJ Stroud. You know, I want a piece of that. What about the next guy? Tell me who else you're building around. Yeah, another young wide receiver. You know, someone I picked up a ton of this offseason because I thought he was one of the best values in the second round. And, like, Picking up this guy at the 208, the 210, sometimes the beginning of the third round, look back and I just laugh at it because Jaden Reed is a top 25 wide receiver in Dynasty in my mind already. Uh, with what he's shown this year, the rookie season, he is the wide receiver one on the Packers. Um, you know, Watson, he's going to have some great games, but he's going to be inconsistent to get on the field, number one, as well as once he's on the field, the kind of role that he plays for the team is going to be a bit more inconsistent. But Jaden Reed out of the slot has been money for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, who's had quite the season himself. Look, 60 receptions, 681 yards, and eight touchdowns. Jaden Reed knows how to find the end zone. We talked about it when we scouted him this past offseason. He was a guy that has always done really well in the red zone. He's always won contested catch um, situations. He's always performed well there. So Jaden Reed performing that in the NFL as well, carrying that into the NFL, love to see that. That's going to continue. He's always going to be a guy that can find the end zone. Um, you know, Jordan loves throwing 30 touchdowns so far this year, one of three quarterbacks to throw 30 touchdowns uh, through week 17. So there's a lot of potential with this offense. Jaden Reed, the rookie, you know, already becoming one of the better wide receivers in this core. Uh, it's just really exciting. I think you want a piece of this, especially because look, he's currently the wide receiver 28. So he's already performing at a high level. Yeah. You know, you're looking at a guy that you can get for, you know, top or about wide receiver 30 ish prices. And he's already, you know, outperforming that just with his production. So uh, also able to be used on the ground, 11 rushes for 119 yards and two touchdowns. He's a weapon. You know, the Packers want to get him involved. Uh, he plays on the slot, like I said, 75% of the time. He is fifth among rookies with a 1.89 yards per route run. So he's shown the efficiency. He's shown the production. I love everything I'm seeing right now with Jaden Reed. And real quick, I want to point out that he is right behind in the yards per route run. He's right behind teammate Dontavian Wicks, who I think is a really good value right now because, Mike, somehow Dontavian Wicks is good. He has 33 receptions for 519 yards and two touchdowns and a 2.01 yards per route run. I don't know what's going on with Green Bay Packers wide receiver drafting, but they, they've nailed it. I don't, I don't get it because I remember when we scouted him, he would just get open and then not catch anything. And now he's just – he's good. Yeah, well, he's I good, mean, man. as good as Dontavian Wicks can be. <laughs> so Jaden Reed definitely someone you know I, I like this Packers offense I like where it's trending so Jaden Reed someone I want to piece up I think making a move like swapping out Christian Kirk yeah. and getting Jaden Reed uh, maybe you got to throw a little bit on top of that for the youth but you know I think you're getting pretty a similar player um what Christian Kirk has done like last year for the Jaguars how he performed um you know he was a top 20 wide receiver I think you can get that out of Jaden Reed uh Josh Downs I think you might be able to make a swap there. You probably have to add a third because Jaden Reed has, you know, had much better touchdown luck. But overall, those stats are actually kind of similar. But I'm willing to throw something on top of just to get Jaden Reed um, and and 
have what I think is the number one wide receiver in that room versus Downs. You know, if, if Michael Pittman Jr. is there, I don't think Downs is really a wide receiver one there for that guy. Alec um, Pierce still there as well. Hey, and there's some Alec Pierce lovers out there on Twitter I found out today. Um, I didn't know that there were people out there really calling for him to be the top, top guy, but there are people out there. Like, I like Alec Pierce. He runs a really nice go route, but outside of that, I'm not sure what he's got going for him. I like having him on the bench in case I need him. <laughs> right. My best ball team maybe is where I'd want him. Yeah, um, also, uh, a player that I'm looking to kind of sell high on right now, uh, George Pickens. Yeah. You know, uh, if I can move George Pickens for Jaden Reed, who I think is a bit more consistent player, um, I'm more willing to do that as well. So, look, Jaden Reed, top 30 season finishes here on out. He's got top 15 upside if he really does become the wide receiver one of that Packers offense and the ball's not spread around. Um, look, he can be on your team. If you're a con- top contending team, he would be an incredible flex play. Um, if you're a team that is more fringe, you know, he can definitely operate as your wide receiver three, I think, going forth at this point. You know, he's already putting up, like I said, top 30 production. So he'll take it. You know, I, I like that too. I like all these. I hate moving on from Christian Kirk. Um, you know, I was a big fan of his. Um, but I would move any of these guys for Jaden Reed right now. I just looked. I only have three Jaden Reed shares, and that's not enough. It's not. It's not enough. I love Jaden Reed, and I love where you're at with this. Let's get to my last guy. Nate, he's never had a quarterback. New York Jets wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Wide receiver, 23 on the year. Not what we expected, but hold on. He's been catching passes from Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, and Tim Boyle. RIP. But yet, throughout all that, Nate, even last year when he was catching passes from Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White, Hall of Fame quarterback Mike White, over a 1,000 yards each of his first two years. Yeah. I mean, we we remember scouting him. We remember the talent, the separation, the physicality, the way he comes back for the ball, how physical he is at the catch point. He's still the same guy. Something is going to happen there. Either Aaron Rodgers is going to stop being a lunatic and come back, or they're going to actually draft somebody that's worthwhile. They could have kept Joe Flacco. Just saying. At this point, it would look pretty good, I think. Yeah, they might have with that defense too. Um, and he's averaging right now only 13 fantasy points per game. So this might be the lowest you can potentially buy Garrett Wilson for. And it's still not going to be cheap. Wide receiver five on keep trade cut player 18 overall. We love him. We love how athletic how athletic he is. He's traitsy, Nate. Um, and right now he's still valued around players such as AJ Brown, Bijan Robinson, Sam Laporta, Brees Hall. So, you know, his value is still high, but we've seen it be higher. If you recall, yeah. when he was a rookie, his value was up, up, up there. Um, I think right now we're talking. You're going to have to pay up just like Amon Ross St. Brown. Maybe not as much as Amon Ross St. Brown. You're going to have to start with like a mid-24 first, maybe a late-24 first. If you could stagger, you know I like to stagger the picks. If I can give you one this year, one next year. What I've been trying to do is this, if I can. If I'm doing a later pick and an earlier pick, I try to do my later pick this year. the Like a 24 second and then a 25 first and see how I can manipulate to get back anything you know what i mean does that make sense yeah yeah so that i still have my higher pick and then throughout the season see if i could work my way back to getting my 25 first back you know stuff like that so just loaded up with first round picks huh 
So something I've been trying to do, just like uh, the one league that I won the championship in, we had a trading frenzy. Um, I was trying to make trades that I thought would help yeah. me win, but would also not really, really um, hamstring me long term. And I think the one trade I know you weren't a fan of, I tra- I'll tell you right now, I traded Justin Herbert straight up for Jared Goff. But if, how old on, if I hadn't made that trade, I would have went into championship week with Nick Mullins, who didn't start the game, <laughs> and either Trevor Simeon or Easton Stick. So I'd made that trade. Hey, I'm a, ga- a golf truther. Truther, I've been saying on this pod, I've been looking to move off of Justin Herbert for a while. Justin Herbert injured. Um, and then I moved Joe Burrow, and I got Brock Purdy, Khalil Shakir, and it's a Devi league. So I also got Emika Egbuka. So um, the return was a little bit better on that. And look, I still have two quarterbacks. Goff's a little bit older, pushing 30, but still he's going to be around for a while. And Brock Purdy, he's not going anywhere for a while either. So when you trade, try to keep replenishing that youth. I don't want the championship. You know, I, I get the mindset, hey, you won the championship out of it. So it worked out. But uh, I think you just left a lot of value there on the board, Mike. It's okay. I won the championship. I had to make moves. She was making a, a ton of moves. True. There was it was a very competitive trade fest going on right before the game started on Sunday morning, and yeah, you had to take what you could get. So I also did put some trades out that were not responded to, Mm-mm. but that's okay. It is what it is. Um, so that's what we got going on, Nate. Um, and at worst, I think he's a wide receiver too overall. Um, Garrett Wilson. I, yeah, Garrett Wilson. My apologies. I don't think he finishes wide receiver 23 again. If Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays at half of what Aaron Rodgers used to be, it's still going to be better than what the Jets. It can't played. be much worse than what we've seen. It really can't. He probably could have played with no Achilles and done better than what they put on the field this year. Um, Nate, you in out, Garrett Wilson? What are you thinking? I mean, on Garrett Wilson, obviously you still have to pay up, but he's a stud and someone you know we can definitely – predict is going to you know hold value for years to come yeah. um and probably as soon as he gets a real quarterback gain value i think he could you know it, it's going to be tough because it's, it's hard to get much higher than wide receiver five with the talent that's in the position right now but he's, he's certainly going to hold his value and, and continue to be a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for the next couple of years yeah i agree nate before we head out do you want to do the scrub pick of the week i would love to you want to talk about last week's so technically two weeks ago, we did not do, we pre-recorded last week's pods. We could take Christmas off um, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, so two weeks ago, we had Kyron Williams, higher or lower, three receptions. Nate, he had zero. Like that's What a shame. Very the One time I finally trusted Kyron Williams. Well, never again. Um, so we both went higher on that one. So as of right now, I'm nine and seven. Nate is eight and eight. And we are going to go all the way through to the end of the NFL season with the scrub pick'em of the week. So we still got like another full month, you know, and then into yeah. February with the Super Bowl. So um, hey, because it's fun. We like it. But Nate, what do you have for us this week? Yep. This week we got the the Steelers. The Steelers are playing, Mike. And the Steelers offense has been scrubby at times, I would say. I would agree. <laughs> Who's starting this week? Mason Rudolph? Uh, Mason Rudolph is starting, despite Kenny Pickett being healthy. Whatever you feel about that. And they're, they're playing Houston. They're playing Houston, so C.J. Stroud, we're going to see him out there at least. But what about Najee Harris, who stepped it up in the championship with two mm-hmm. touchdowns? And uh, I had to start him in a couple spots too. Yeah, in a couple spots as well. 
Uh, you trusted Najee one last time, and it worked out. Um, but what about Thursday against the Houston Texans? We currently have a contest for Najee Harris, higher or lower, 57.5. Actually, also, I just realized they're not playing the Texans. They're playing the Ravens, Mike. They're oh, playing the Ravens. Steelers that changes Ravens. a lot of Najee things. Harris, 57.5 rushing yards. My bad. Here's the problem. I wish I knew right now if Lamar Jackson was playing on Sunday. Yeah, I, we don't know. That's what I want to know because I feel like if Lamar Jackson plays, they're going to play everybody. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play, they're going to go, you know what? It's the Steelers, man. It's going to be a close game no matter what. I'm going to go higher uh, just because, you know, that this rivalry goes both ways. Najee's going to be fired up. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go higher. He's been doing a little bit better as of late. I think. I feel. What about you? Can you go against your vaunted Ravens? Tell you what, the Ravens defense has been incredible this year, but their run defense has not been. So I'm gonna go higher. Um, yeah. I, I think. I think we're looking at like Najee with like 62 here. Not gonna go that much higher, but that's all we need. Perfect deal. All right, so we're both going higher. Najee Harris. 57.5 rushing yards. And just a reminder, if you want in on the Pick'em Fun at Underdog Fantasy, use promo code Rewind to not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $500, literally a free $500, you also get a mystery special Pick'em in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner, and then you're one pick away from winning your first Pick'em. So join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Thank you for listening, everybody. So until next time, right now, Mike. See you later. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But Till next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.